Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson, who nearly sneezed all over the microphone then. How you doing, Pete? <laughs> I'm all right. Um, I do have dog allergies, uh, and I do have two dogs. Uh, and I decided man, man. Uh, yesterday I decided yesterday to um, cut one of their hair, well, cut, cut one, one of, of their take hairs. one of them in my hand <laughs> and, and shave one of them because it's getting warm and they are um, quite heavy coated border terries. You're supposed to strip them, but one of them's getting on a little bit. So I thought, I'll, you know what, I'll get the old beard trimmers out. And give him a little trim, uh, but of course now my life is just a fog, fog, a fog of, uh, of dog hair. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm really sniffly, and I'm just constantly <laughs> about to sneeze, and the hair fever's on the go. Oh, it's it's all going off like a frog in a sock, Chris. Thug fog <laughs> sounds like some sort of trendy beer brand, some sort of like craft beer. Thug fog. It's the final boss in Battle Towards the video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of final boss, I'd put myself through another challenging food culinary experience this week i did the monster ramen challenge again for the second time with joey the anime man this time i did with natsuki back in 2016 and uh, it was a lot of fun i lost unfortunately spoilers and so I, I tried this time to beat joey the anime man and take back my crown a crown that i never had admittedly a and, crown of ramen. Uh, a crown of ramen. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was good fun. It was very nostalgic. The The ramen shop has changed quite a lot in the six years since we did the original video there. It's mm. kind of like the top floor where we filmed it. They had like a tatami mat area that used to be really nice. Mm. We could sit there and record. Uh, so Jerry and I turned up thinking, oh yeah, we'll use the tatami mat area. I went up, <laughs> upstairs and there's just a curtain covering it now. It's just covered in boxes of crap. So... We uh. had to like make do by the window, but the food was still the same. It was still <laughs> thoroughly average huge. ramen. Yeah, thoroughly huge. <laughs> that was good fun. That was good fun. The, I, I just like the fact that I'm, I'm fairly certain I saw on Instagram a picture of you going like this, and it's time to lose the weight. And <laughs> and it just seems to be at the time of the year when you're just doing a lot of food challenges. It's insane. I don't know what's happened this week, to be honest, Pete. I, I had the, the bloody <laughs> eating all the fried chicken with Connor. I've had all the drinking of the sake and alcohol with Connor. Yeah. And now I've had the monster ramen challenge with Joey. Uh, my health must have just gone 
really quite bad. The well, cholesterol when, when you're finished in one week. When you're finished with this recording, you're going off to do filming some stuff with a, a drinks brand. So, <laughs> lordy, <laughs> I'm doing broad, doing some like? sort of um, uh, sponsored collaboration with Suntory. <laughs> Which is nice. Well, people are going to think I'm an alcoholic, and then in uh, next week I'm going to Kyoto to do something with a gin distillery. I'm lit. What's going on? It's like it's not like I'm an alcoholic. It's just it's all it's all come together at once, and that's what I'm telling isn't myself. There, isn't there a famous gin uh, distillery, a, a gin brand called Roku Gin? Uh, in uh, yes. in and 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 presuming that just means six six gin. <laughs> I mean, this this place is House of Kinorby. It's a British, established by a British entrepreneur, and they've got the most amazing mm. distillery down in Kyoto. And all the ingredients are locally sourced from farmers in the Kyoto region. It sounds like I'm sponsoring it now. The smooth taste <laughs> of House of Kinorby. When it touches your mouth, it's like magic. But yeah, I'm going down there to drink loads of gin. So, so just have a bit of gin. Yeah, what's lovely. Going on? It's my it's my birthday in a few weeks. It's all one big oh, birthday present. Pray for Chris. That's right. Pray for Chris. <laughs> pray for Chris indeed. We've got a story this week. I Usually with Story of the Week, we've blacklisted all stories involving tattoos and hot springs. But this one's quite fun. Yes. And it doesn't involve a hot okay. spring. It involves just tattoos. And it's from Drew. It says, hey, Chris and Pete. I'm currently living in Hyogo Prefecture, getting the full 4D experience as I listen to the podcast while cycling to work. I want to share with you the story of my possible run-in with an old Yakuza member. I don't often play the foreigner card to get away with things, but one time, one <laughs> thing I did do during the summer is let my tattoo peek out from under my sleeve. <gasps> Rebel. One day, while shopping for groceries, an old man in his 60s or 70s approached me and with a disgruntled look said, Irizumi, the Japanese word for tattoo. My understanding is that while this term can be used to refer to all tattoos, it's often reserved for Japanese-style or Yakuza-style tattoos. Now, not wanting to cause trouble or offend him, I tried to explain that my tattoos were yonbori, uh, Western-style tattoos done by machine, as opposed to tebori, the more traditional Japanese hand-poked tattoos. I tried to tell him I was a dumb American with a silly Irizumi tattoo. Uh, at that point, he signals to me to lean in and come closer to him, as if he has a secret to tell me. He then whispers <laughs> in my ear, I do too, and proceeds to pull back his collar <laughs> to let me peek down his shirt. Looking in, I realise he's covered head to toe in a full body suit. I quickly exclaimed, Sugoi, incredible! And he asked to look at mine, to which I obliged, and he replies, Kakui! Very cool. I was so relieved he wasn't there to get on my case about my tattoos. Later, I told this story to my Japanese tutor, who suspects, given his age and the town I'm in, that he was without a doubt a member of the Yakuza at some point. It feels pretty cool to say a likely member of the Yakuza complimented my tattoos. All the best, guys, from Drew. And, of course, Hyogo Prefecture is the prefecture where Kobe, the city of Kobe, is, and Kobe is the home to the biggest Yakuza group, the Amaguchi Gumi. So, yeah. I mean, every, everyone in everyone in Corby is just yakuza. So remember that, man, woman, and child, yakuza. Yeah. Anyway, even the even all the footballers who are playing for Vissel Corby, especially the football players, all yakuza. That's cool, though, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, that'd be a nice little altercation. I say altercation, a nice meeting. Uh, just meeting like a Japanese man who's he's secretly the yakuza and he's showing off tattoos. Yeah. Bit of appreciation. You've never had that with your Monkey Island tattoo, have you? No, yeah. I mean, surprisingly, a, a Japanese man's never caught to me going, oh, kakoi, cool <laughs> cat in the hat tattoo. <laughs> I've got one too. And he's got the whole of the of the uh, green eggs and ham written on his, <laughs> drawn all on his back. 
what's the character <laughs> Guybrush Street Threepwood or Guy Thrush? I can't. No, so, so, so yeah, Monkey. So Monkey Island Two was the uh, it, it, Monkey Island is Secret of Monkey Island. It was the um, game that was based on the Treasure Island ride at um, is it Disneyland or yeah, yeah. Um, Universal Studios or whatever. I love that um, and that was and Monkey Island was kind of the inspiration for the film um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Kind of huh. now. Uh, so, and it was made by Lucasfilm, LucasArts, the, uh, Tim Schafer yeah, yeah. and Ron Gilbert, uh, two very talented, uh, video game creators back in the nineties. Um, and yeah, God, I, I just love those games so much. If you've never, uh, indulged in any kind of nineties retro gaming, uh, get involved and have a, have a, have a play of, um, Monkey Island, uh, two, which is my favorite one. Uh, it came on 11 floppy disks on the Amiga back in the day. So every, every time you went into a new level, new screen, new location in the game, you'd have to flop the, swap the floppy, so to speak, swap or flop the, the sloppy. <laughs> I remember. Flop the sloppy. I do remember. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but the one on my leg is the, uh, is the evil, um, uh, antagonist in in the piece called uh, the, the the ghost pirate LeChuck. He's an undead zombie pirate, uh, oh, and I, I I care care for that game immensely. Wouldn't that be amazing if you met a yakuza guy in like a hot spring and he's like, well, wait a minute, pirate LeChuck, Kaizoku LeChuck. He's like knows it, <laughs> a retro gaming yakuza. He appreciates yeah. the tattoos. No one, no one's ever really. I think I was in Lille. Uh, walking around with with, yeah. with with shorts on in France, uh, and a bloke came over and went, "Oh, I like your I like your tattoo. I love Ghost Pirate Lechuk." <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's the only person who's ever recognised it as the Ghost Pirate Lechuk. That's pretty oh, cool. That's pretty good old Lucas yeah. Art. Lucas Games. Good old so, so good. They knew, they, games, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. I think Lucas Lucas Arts has come back. Actually, I think in the last year, I think they've resurrected it. So maybe we'll see some more. Probably not, to be honest. <laughs> but well. That was a lot of fun, that game. But what isn't fun is the news story mm. of the week involving yeah. a map. Apparently there's a map. <laughs> this is a right. weird news story. There's a map, right, that's come out that shows you how noisy your neighbours are and how noisy the children are <laughs> in your local area, uh, right? A new website in Japan has put perpetrators on a map, sparing debate about those who disturb the peace. The website describes itself as a crowdsourced guide to help house hunters avoid neighbourhoods inhabited by stupid parents who let their children play on roads and parking lots. That's in quotation marks. I didn't say that. Um, residents who find noises unbearable found an outlet on the website which collects anonymous gripes about neighbours and pins every grievance on an interactive map, creating an elaborate record of the irritating sounds and sights of Japan. Apparently, noise complaints have um, increased in Tokyo with the police logging a 30% increase between March and April last year. Uh, admittedly, Ooh. that's when all the skills are closed. So we've solved that case rather quickly. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, apparently complaints are going up. Elderly population, which is basically 60% of Japan, don't like children running around being noisy. So they've got this map now um, that, that spoils the fun for everyone. I, I remember very fondly <laughs> being a kid and running around, kicking footballs over people's fences. Those were the days. It was a great time. And I think we should encourage kids to... <laughs> be a bit naughty, go out, have fun, kick footballs, be a yeah. little loud. I sad. And so many parks, there's so many little uh, parks around Japan and they're always like quiet and there's not much going on in them. I just don't know mm. if kids have much fun here. And now this map yeah. makes me think that's why. <laughs> um, what do you make of it all? This sad well, map. Well, you do, you, you do kind of... Um... 
you know, if you're buying a home, like I guess I am trying to do, God, that's difficult. Uh, or <laughs> doing other stuff, like if you're moving into an area, you you do kind of sort of think, all right, it, uh, it's not even kid. I don't find the, I don't. If anyone has a problem with the sound of children, uh, unless unless they're like teenagers and they're playing like stupidly loud music or something and just being incredibly terrible or setting fire to a car or something like you know that's a bigger problem but it you know it's the sound of children like it's fucking great it makes it's life affirming life affirming crying baby you know i've got we've got a couple of dogs in the house and 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 when they're together they have a good old howl up every now and again oh um but i i I think i think it's a i think it's a lovely noise I, i i enjoy the sounds of other people um unless unless you know, it's really late and they're playing music really loud. That's just, that's that. That's what why you'd get an antisocial behaviour order against you, an ASBO, as they call them in the UK. But yeah, I, I think a lot of nosy neighbours sort of going, I don't like that and I don't like this and I don't like that. Busy bodies. Get them off the internet. They don't need to be there. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the map now. It's called DQN.today. And uh, over Tokyo, there's 4,000 of these locations alone that are, like, noisy. And they've got different tiers. Mm. Like, they've got green, yellow, and orange. And if it's orange, God forbid, God help you, it must be noisy. (laughs) But, like, one of the most noisy districts, I'm zooming in now, on Shinjuku. And it's really interesting. Yeah, they've just basically just got parks, and they've got, like, comments on there saying this park is rubbish because there's noisy children. Um, A bit weird. (laughs) But, like, I also found another map as well. It's a website called... Oshima Land, Oshima Land, um, and you click on that, and that is a stigmatized property map. Um, I don't know if you know, but it's a big deal having a property in Japan where something's gone wrong, like a, like right. a, a fire or a death. Um, right. Because for spiritual reasons, people in Japan don't like to uh, live in a house where somebody just randomly died. And often, remember when I was looking for apartments, I was a little bit on edge because I, you know, I saw some really nice looking ones that were phenomenally cheap. And they don't tell you. They don't sort of list it and be like, "Yeah, somebody died here." They don't really tell you. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, if you've got a house over a certain, like, you know, here in England, there's no unless you've bought a house that was built in the last twenty years, someone's died in the house. Someone <laughs> has died in your house. It's <laughs> it's it's it, again life affirming thing. We should be celebrating this stuff. It's an honour to to live in someone's house that, that where, where they ended their life. I think <laughs> to a certain extent. I, just, I, I never understand. Again, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, if yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you're wondering why the property's cheap when you move to Japan, and there's nothing that it looks like it's nice, yeah, it's got a nice view, yeah, it's got all the good connections to the trains. That could be why somebody died there or something <laughs> terrible died happened. Died there could be the grudge. Right. Could be the house out of the grudge, Pete. I, re- I remember there was a there was a mass murderer uh, who lived in Crouch End. Can't remember his name. It was an ITV. Yeah, there's an ITV uh, documentary about him, well, sort of um, dramatisation of him with um, the Scottish bloke who used to play um, uh, Doctor Who. Uh, piece that one together, if you fancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his house always used to come up, up for sale. He was Dennis, is it Dennis Nielsen? Would that be Dennis Nielsen or is that an American one? Either way, he's a guy who killed a lot of uh, uh, gay lads back in the 90s, I think. Or the, no, sorry probably a bit early in the 80s at a time where you couldn't really um you to be out was was, was actually quite difficult right. so it, might, it might may even been earlier than that in the 70s and uh he um you know would kill them put them in the put their bodies in the wall and oh, stuff of, of his apartment and stuff and um his house was always going on sale for like a good 
200 grand cheaper than any other house Whoa. in it was a top level apartment uh, in Crouchen beautiful part of London yeah. really expensive all the celebrities live there it's where Shaun of the Dead is set you, as well isn't it Shaun of the exactly, Dead exactly yeah, yeah these film. massive houses uh, yeah and this uh, and this guy had uh, killed all these all these, all these lads um, back in the day and he and, and the house always used to go on for sale because it would just change hands a lot of the time because people didn't want to fucking live there. Uh, but on, on the advert, I would just say, um, you should uh, investigate the history of this home before bidding on it. <laughs> it was oh, that's really, so ominous. Really kind of, yeah, it's horrible. But yeah, there was some unspeakable acts uh, perpetrated in there. But look, you can create your own history in that home. And if you, as long as you're not putting bodies in the walls... <laughs> Fine, you know. Look, fine. It's fine. All right. Oh man, that's. I, yeah, I, don't, I think I don't think I could do it. I'm not a spiritual person, but if I knew that something grisly like that had gone on, where many people have been mm. murdered, or even somebody been murdered in an apartment, I don't think I could live there. I feel like mm. I would sit in the apartment drinking my coffee and eating my fried chicken, and I'd feel something. I'd feel out of place. I'd feel. I don't. Know, I feel like I would. It would really get to me just being in an apartment yeah. where somebody murdered, and, and then uh, a big six foot chicken knocks on your door and goes, "How many chicken have you <laughs> murdered in this flat, Chris Broad? How many chickens have you a eaten, you cannibal chicken. rotter?" A six foot chicken. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I know you like Netflix, but I've been watching a series called Age of Samurai: Battle for Japan, and it's a Netflix oh, wow. docudrama set around kind of the 16th uh, century when Japan really took shape and it kind of charts the rise of uh, Oda Nobuhide and Oda Nobunaga and Tokugawa mm. Ieyasu. I've always had a bit of a... I've never really been that interested in Japanese history apart from the sort of 20th century uh, when yeah. things got a bit heated. <laughs> That's an understatement. But, um, <laughs> but like the sort of the more historic aspects of Japanese culture never really appealed to me <laughs> because British history mm. is so exciting it's a story of how a bunch of people a bunch of idiots took over the world and mm. stole lots of things and it's quite a bad story mm. in hindsight but it's got it's, it's epic but whereas japan it's kind of it's very much in japan it's very much a domestic story up until the they, late 1800s they, they did right okay yeah okay fair news so I've, I've, <laughs> well no I, one really traveled back then did they well, the, yeah <laughs> they got on the they got on the british airways flight i um yeah. i've always been a bit of a snob because of that but I watched this mm. this series, and it was really quite interesting. And since then, it's actually really been a catalyst for um, my interest in Japanese history. And it's a really good mm. show, actually. They they have about four or five historians kind of talk you through what happened from, I'm going to say, 1551 to about 1650, that sort of 100-year mm. period. Um, there's a, The age itself is called, oh, I can't remember the age. But it's a very. It was kind of like the Warring States era, when Japan mm. finally had a civil war and came together to be one nation, because it was a mixture of lots of different clans up until that point. And I think that's another reason I haven't really been interested in Japanese history. It's very hard to keep up with all the names and all the clans, and literally <laughs> everyone just betrays each other. There's a battle. Someone yeah. betrays someone. They take over a bit of land, and then they die, and then they lose it all. And that's the history of Japan for like a hundred years. But, um, <laughs> but the way they portrayed it was really good. They did, they kind of got lots of actors. They filmed a lot of battles. They reenacted it. And with the narration, with the historians, it really told the story fantastically well. And I highly recommend it. Age of Samurai battle for Japan. It's on Netflix. It's really good. I'm writing that down. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's better than unsolved mysteries. Don't worry, Pete. You, oh, you're going to like this series. I don't, think we, I don't think we ever got to the end of the second series. A lot of old bloody nonsense. 
nonsense. But no, it's a really good series. Check it out. And uh, cool. now we're going to dive into the fax machine. Before that, we'll just take a quick break. Back in a moment. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. This week at Sukarnov. Over on Clash of the Titles, the gang are counting down to the Oscars with a special month of Best Picture Clashes. Rocky won the Oscar that year. Do you guys think it was a deserving winner that year or do you think something else should have won? I think Taxi Driver should have won. I am with you, Vicky. My heart says Rocky. Rocky's one of my favourite films of all time. I don't like yeah. watching Taxi Driver, but it is... No. It is... <laughs> That's true. It is amazing. <laughs> and That's it's, so true. No one's ever like, oh, do you want to bosh Taxi Driver? <laughs> Or if that doesn't tickle your fancy, and why wouldn't it? Check out the Book Club on Football Ramble Presents, where former footballer Ricky Hill discusses the highs and lows of his storied career. My schoolmaster came in afterwards and said, oh, you know, you've been invited, three of you have been invited for trials, I put loose, and then I initially oh, my thoughts were, where, where is Luton? I, I had no idea. <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, I'm not going. Um, <laughs> All that and a whole lot more. 
Matt Stakhanov. And we're back. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Dawson? Oh, we got a message from uh, Dom from the southern coastal town of Bournemouth, a lovely part of the world. Uh, the football ramble did a um, show in Bournemouth last year, and it was I, I'd never really spent that much time in Bournemouth. Wow, what a, what a beautiful um, town on a nice sunny day. Um, hi, Konnichi. Uh, no, hang on. Kon- <laughs> hi, Konnichi. What's going on here? Kon- what's that? Kon- what does it say at the start of that? Kon- what's that one? Kon- Come out, good evening. Uh, uh, treat and pissed. Your podcasts uh, help me take my mind off the dreaded seven a.m. hour and a half bus uh, bus commute to college. Um, wow, that's uh, that's strong, isn't it? Where, where do you go to college, to France? College, wow. Good God! Um, <laughs> my question is in regards to your English. After living in Japan for so long, have you found your English speaking capabilities have diminished at all over the years, or have you uh, found constantly consuming English media and talking to your Western friends like your beloved co-host kept it relatively stable? Uh, that's Dom there in uh, lovely sunny Bournemouth. Well, is, have has has your connection has your kind of podcast fun with me meant that you speak a little bit more like a, a northerner? At times, but I mean, it sounds like your English has gone downhill this morning. Judging from the last bloody, it's Sunday. Piss off, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday's a day of work. It's the Born Japan podcast. Mate. I um, I think certainly my first three years when I was like in a school and I didn't see any foreigners mm. for many weeks at a time, apart from the Irish guy I sat next to every day. But I don't know what I didn't. <laughs> we um, I I didn't speak as much English as I as i normally did obviously and i didn't consume as much british tv so yeah it was a problem mm. and i did have a lot of time when i'd be like in a room with hundreds of students and nobody would speak english and the i think the one problem is and this is something that all english teachers have is they change the way they speak inevitably when you come to japan because people won't understand if i like mm. i said before when i arrived nobody knew what i was saying because i sort of talked like i am now quite fast and at the time i was a bit more I had a bit more of a working class accent, which I've, I've, I've shed. I used to talk a bit more like that. Oh, what, mate? <laughs> for, your interna- for your international audience, you've, um, you've eschewed the fripperies of your uh, Kent upbringing. <laughs> well, eighty percent of my audience isn't from the UK, so I can't talk the way I used to anymore. Okay. I've had to, right. I've had to, kind of get this nice voice now. It's still not Connor. <laughs> it's not Sea Dog VA, but uh, hello, it's, it's hello. Way. I'm from Wales, Wales. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I kind of went. Hell, my voice slowed down and I enunciated everything like this for three years. I'm going to buy a coffee and a cigarette. <laughs> it would be like that. And the problem is a lot right. of teachers finish teaching and then they still talk like that. And I know lots of people here, um, foreign English teachers, who've finished doing that, graduated, graduated from teaching, mm. moved on to other jobs. But they still talk like this as though they're having to pronounce everything very clearly to a classroom of students, and it drives me up the fucking right. wall. It drives me mad. It's like uh, it's like an NHK kind of delivery. That's it how is, everybody yeah. talks on those it documentaries. Is. It is like Tokyo, Japan, a city of thirty-six million <laughs> people, all going about their daily lives. That is NHK World. That's why I hate NHK World. It sounds like a broken American person or somebody from Seattle. He's got a gun to their head, and they've had to like talk in a happy way. But uh, no, yeah. my English is back now. Back. With the vengeance most of the people i spend time with speak english as a native language and then there's riotero natsuki's maybe an exception to that but uh, no why well, i'm good now i can speak english words like real good in it 
<laughs> We've got one here from Eric. Eric from Texas says, good afternoon, charismatic Crease and personable Pete. Personable Pete. What's he on about? Nice. After the recent right. game stonks craze, I thought I'd ask about Japan's investment sector. Have you invested at all in Japan or have plans to? Maybe it's time to renovate some Machia townhouses of your own. Is it even worth investing in Japan with the cryptocurrency craze going on as well? How do people view that? Pete, would you consider investing in Japanese businesses? Find the best monkey zoo in the country and help them out, for example? I'm back again. Eric from Texas. He's back. From, <laughs> presumably we've read out one of yours before, Eric. Welcome back. Good old Eric. Yeah, I mean, it, is, it, is the Bitcoin um, kind of craze, the Bitcoin bounce kind of experienced in, in the cash cash bit society that is uh, Japan? Is it a step too far for them? I don't think I've ever seen anything Bitcoin. Actually, that's a lie. There is, there's an ad in, whenever I'm, whenever I'm in Rapongi in Tokyo, there's a big ad mm. for Bitcoin with a really famous celebrity on. But um, I've, I don't know anybody here who's ever used a Bitcoin. I don't think I know anybody who's ever used a Bitcoin, really, other than to... Right. buy it and hold on to it until it goes up or down in value um i, I, I like that idea though have you invested at all in japan yes i hold <laughs> stock in japan i um <laughs> i'd like to i'd be kind of cool to own a kyoto townhouse or something like that uh, japanese houses yeah. are really cheap somebody sent me a link to a website the other day i don't think it was you it wasn't you was it no no, no my memory's good so. i have a good memory all that fried chicken's good. fried my brain. <laughs> I um, your bread. But like, no, you can buy a house for like $80,000 and it's a decent sized house. Obviously, it's going to not be in Tokyo or anywhere particularly mm. accessible or good, but it's a nice house nonetheless. So you can buy nice houses. But property in Japan is not really an investment because the houses last 30 years and then they're sort of bulldozed. You own the land and it's the land that holds the value um, in Japan. Mm. But even then, that doesn't hold the value either because the population is going down quite fast. So there's plenty of land for everyone going forward. It's complete opposite so, to the so UK, a bit like where it's a guarantee. It's a complete opposite to yeah. It's a, I guess it's complete opposite to China as well. Places like that where you don't own the land but you own the building. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then and then and then the the economy gets stimulated by just a lot of house building happening. Um, yeah. Would you would would you not sort of um. Would you not sort of invest in in a home in somewhere like Kyoto, which is a beautiful part of the world? At some point during in the future, things will start to open up. People will be demanding homes uh, in in such a picturesque town. I think, yeah, I guess that's the thing. I'm thinking more of Japan as a whole because while the population is going down in Japan, it is going up in it. It's going up in Tokyo mm. and in Osaka mm. and Kyoto and Sendai, all the big cities. So if you buy property there or buy some land there, then that will go up in value. Um, it would be cool, wouldn't it, to own a place. In Kyoto, that could be fun. Mm. You could buy a match Make yourself townhouse. a little love hotel. <laughs> yeah, buy a love hotel. I mean, God, remember <laughs> what I said earlier about wanting, not wanting to live in an abandoned, sorry, not wanting to live in a house where someone's been murdered. I don't know if I want to live in a love hotel that's been loved, <laughs> uh, loved in either. Loved, loved hard. <laughs> loved hard. Loved hard and put away wet. I Lovely. think that's, oh God, oh, I think that's, that's equally as bad. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at doing a video in a love hotel with, um connor some point soon we're going to try and find a really bad one just make a video about how bad it is we found a hotel how would you how would you even found that kind of how do you find like the worst love hotel? are they reviewed are they peer reviewed are they just ones on google you know just what? the worst you can find love hotels on booking.com um mm. like they're on booking.com these days you can actually love hotels have pivoted in the last few years to accommodating 
foreign travelers um, mm. because it's such a big market they'd be foolish not to mm. and so you can now book a love hotel on booking.com or agada or your preferred one like i'm not sponsored by booking.com i just love them they are good and um <laughs> yeah you can book them and they've got reviews many of them aren't very well reviewed because they're not the nicest place to stay for several days like for a love i don't think i've ever gone to a love hotel and thought i want to be here longer than six hours apart from maybe a one <laughs> the one with the guy who'd had the monkey bars in his room the last time i did mm, it two years that ago that was really yeah. nice but most you know a lot of love hotels are run down they're from the 80s the furniture's from the 80s the bed is from the 80s the sheets are probably from the 80s god forbid and um <laughs> yeah i don't know i it, but and i found a cockroach in one of my rooms once and that was the last time i think i've ever been to one so but they are interesting they are different and they're good for a few hours but my advice to you guys if you're looking to save money there are better places to stay than love hotel went off on a massive yeah. tangent there we went from <laughs> investing in bitcoin to buying a love hotel uh, we got one from emma emma over to you pete uh, Emma says, hello, Chris and Pete. My name is Emma from Sydney. My last religious visit to Japan was four years ago with my ex-boyfriend. After listening to the podcast and watching the YouTube videos, I realized it was a lame holiday. We really didn't do anything. <laughs> my ex wouldn't eat anywhere that didn't have an English menu, and we didn't go out at night. I feel really disappointed that I missed out on so much fun in Japan. Now that we've broken up, I've decided to come to Japan on my own. After listening to the episode with Connor and his host club adventure, I was wondering if uh, males had something cheaper, like a snack bar, as the host club uh, sounded so expensive, or should I just get t- <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Oh, <laughs> well, it's a very different service, I suppose, isn't it? Internet dating and uh, a host club. <laughs> I mean, I've <laughs> never been to there's... a host club. You've you never been, have you? To a boy, like one with his No, guys. I mean, I, I think I think it would be unwelcome. I've never been a hostess either. <laughs> I think I'd be unwelcome in both. <laughs> You've been, I took you to one, although that was more of a snack bar, a little bit of a cheaper one, wasn't it? We did the karaoke, karaoke bar, yeah. We did do that. Weird. I just, Weird. I think there's better things to spend your money on, to be honest, Emma. Unless you want expensive, superficial relationships where you go in, pay hundreds of dollars for a guy to go, you're nice. Oh, I like your hair. Do you want some more expensive champagne? I'll pour that for you. And can I have one too? Can you buy me one? Yeah, great. That's the narrative of every single host and hostess club. I've just ruined it for you. I, I'd i say, <laughs> I'm sorry your holiday was bad though. There's nothing worse than going holiday with somebody who's not adventurous or fun. Isn't that right, Pete? Mm. <laughs> That's correct. Charlie, <laughs> anything. Yeah. I think you're having a go at me there. No, no, you're, you're good, I think. You're, no, you're good. You're good on holidays. You're adventurous. You take me into weird strawberry bars, like the strawberry bar Strawberry bar in Sendai that we I was too scared yeah. to go in, but you led the charge. <laughs> you went headfirst into Tuesday the bar. Night. Fortunately, all the staff were busy. It's bar strawberry. And I went back and bar strawberry's gone. And if you're wondering what bar strawberry is, ladies and gentlemen, it's bar gone. strawberry wow. is a snack bar where you sit and uh, they talk to you was... and pour your drinks and do karaoke. Well, I didn't know that. I just thought it was a yes, bar. I was did. like, let's go in here. You, no, I didn't. I don't, know what, I don't know what. Useless. Useless place. You knew what it was. <laughs> you knew it had nothing to do with strawberries. But uh, yeah, I, I say to you, Emma, yeah, just come over, get Tinder, go to a few bars, meet some people, have a bit of fun and uh, make up for the lame have holiday. If you never know your luck, if you go to a host club, you might see Connor You're C. Dog free. VA. Never know your mm. luck. Never know. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. I am going to be on a road trip the next few weeks doing Journey Across Japan 3, The Lost Islands. Hopefully it will go well. (laughs) I feel very pessimistic about the production 
of this series. I don't know why. Why do I feel so pessimistic? Why? You've got your 8K camera. You've got your little MacBook. What, what little more could you need for Connor Load? My little, MacBook little MacBook. And my rucksack. You've... And my picnic. <laughs> my little lunchbox. Uh, I think yeah. it's because of the Cessna. Day one, the first thing we're doing is the right. Cessna. So that's mm. something that fills me with a lot of dread. And You'll have a lot of fun. It'll be exhilarating, mate. Absolutely exhilarating. We've got the itinerary planned out. Like we know roughly where we're going, like which island and which town. But like we don't know mm. what we're doing in each place, and so that's kind of right. daunting, right? Because it needs to be good. If it's going to be a six-part series, and it's just Joey Natsuki and I sitting in a field eating Karyaga <laughs> chicken, it's not quite going to cut it, is it? <laughs> Natsuki and uh, Natsuki and Joy the anime man just talking in some very deep Japanese and you're just going I don't know what they're saying <laughs> I think they're slagging me off they're against me everyone's against me I mean look I mean take, take the example of your um, your most popular video uh, that you released recently that one where you just sat in your house eating fried chicken I mean <laughs> look what what more do your your your, your your fans desire just you eating fried chicken in a room so you can just do that again it is a sad truth yeah (laughs) travel all the way to kyushu to the end of japan just to eat some chicken in a room that's what we're gonna do if it gets desperate we've booked a few places i think we're going to i won't spoil it i won't spoil it you'll have to watch you'll have to find out don't spoil it uh joey the anime man hopefully will be coming on the podcast in pete's place Hopefully, I haven't, told, I haven't asked him yet. I'm just going to stick a asked him. microphone in front it. of him and be like, come on, Joey, be on the podcast. So for the next few weeks, <laughs> well, it'll be interesting on the Abroad in Japan podcast, but uh, I look forward to coming back oh, on the show interesting. and talking to you, Pete, and talking you through everything that's gone on. But uh, for now, guys, as always, enjoy the next few days and stick around for the next episode and uh, have a good one. I guess that's it, isn't it? Wish me luck, Pete, and that's Cessna. <laughs> that was a long leg. I'm anxious. <laughs> You're I'm anxious. really nervous about this, Cessna. I'm nervous. You? Your brain's gone to absolute rot. I'm scared. <laughs> Bye for now, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.